Hi everyone, Ford here. We're doing something a bit different today. We've decided to pull an episode off the shelf, dust it off, and present it to you. This episode was recorded in December of 2020, so it's got a bit of a different format than you're used to. Uh, we recorded it as a proof of concept for our podcast and have since then made some changes. Lastly, just a bit of a heads up, content warning, I'm going to talk about the abusive relationship I was in a very long time ago. So, just wanted to give you a heads up. Hi! I'm Ford. And I'm Sky. Fantastic. I have physical stuck in my head, so there's lots of dancing happening. <laughs> sorry. Actually, not sorry. There's always dancing in my head. Uh, all right, so Ford and Sky are not our real names. Those are our superhero names. I'm a private person. With our powers combined, we form the writing partnership of L. Skyford, and welcome to Booklandia. Okay, uh, here at Booklandia, we geek out about literary topics. We're going to talk about what we're reading next, just book stuff. We're going to talk old school classics, tropes, character types, things we love, things we loathe, but mostly you're coming here for book reviews, and specifically, primarily romance book reviews. We are not going to like summarize the book plot point by plot point. We're going to hit the highlights, things we liked, things we didn't like. We are not a Spark Notes podcast, if you will. <laughs> Don't come at me, Spark Notes. You are Shout out to Spark Notes for <laughs> those who Spark. use them. <laughs> yes. You have your own niche. We're going to stay out of your lane. Yeah. So welcome. This and every episode are going to be chock full of oversharing and spoilers. Today yes. we're talking about... How to Fail at Flirting by Denise Williams. But first, let's check in. Oh, man. How, how are you? Well, had a weird dream last night, which I sort of told you about offline, but I slept. So that's yes. a good thing. Also, sometime in the night, so I took a muscle relaxer before bed because I grind my teeth. And then I also put in my mouth guard because I'm sexy as hell. Uh, sometime <laughs> in the night. In the middle of sleeping, I took my mouth guard out and put it on my phone. Like, I have no recollection, no memory of removing this mouth guard. The sleepwalking hasn't returned, but the sleep moving is still a thing. Uh, that's, I mean, I'm glad you're not sleepwalking <laughs> since that's dangerous. Yes, but I've also only ever done it in hotel rooms, which is equally dangerous. Yes, that's yeah. why they have that interior extra lock that you can yeah. engage when you're in the hotel room. It's also why I never sleep naked in a hotel room anymore. That, <laughs> pro tip, if you're sleepwalking, don't sleep naked in a hotel yeah. room. That sounds like a plot point. Oh, like an excellent starting <laughs> plot point of mm -hmm. a story. That could be a meet cute. That could be a, a, like a funny, sexy meet cute. Yes, it absolutely could. <laughs> write it down. <laughs> yeah, write it down. It. <laughs> it's a good one. I don't think I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> All right. Walking me. This is great radio, by the way. Yes, podcast. Well, uh, me watching you <laughs> write something down with no audio is right. exactly what we need. Precisely. Wait, wait. I got some more. Oh, there, there go. you go. There's a. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Now there's there's some folly. Fol yeah. Foley. Oh my goodness, with, with the talking. <laughs> Here we go. I don't know if you can hear this one. Uh, no. There's a little bit of fence scratching. It's totally okay. fine. It's totally great. 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 I know how to do Foley. It's cool. <laughs> nice. Perfect. How about you? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. So it just so happens that this book we're talking about and the next book that we've already finished reading both have to do with the patriarchy uh, <laughs> with like men in our lives not being the best they can be. I want to make it very clear. Not all men in my life are like this, but uh, <laughs> having not experienced uh, the patriarchy smashing me uh, for, for a while, <laughs> this happened yesterday, and I was like, on what planet am I? Like, why is this mm -hmm. a planet with with this much negativity in one, like, in one text message? It was, um, it was a bunch, emotionally. Mm -hmm. I was sure. underprepared. 
I had to go outside and primal scream about it. And uh, <gasps> you did a that... primal scream. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's less. It's. I feel like it's slightly less effective because I was wearing a mask, so it was. It felt <laughs> a little trapped, but uh, nonetheless, very powerful. It's so. It's. It's out there in the universe, and it's out of uh, me. Mm-hmm. And that. Uh, that is exactly the way that I deal with things I cannot change immediately. I have become very pro primal scream. I did it on New Year's at midnight. And it was the best. And that was the first time I did it. And honestly, I was afraid of scaring other people. But it's not for other people. It's for me. So it's a private thing that other people just get to deal with. Yes. Uh, And a primal scream is a different tone than I'm in danger, come help me scream. And I hope that is clear to people. Yeah. I did walk away uh, from my immediate neighbors so that they would not come running because they they would. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that's how I'm doing. Yeah. Um, one primal scream past <laughs> hating the patriarchy. That's where I'm at. Great. Today. So smashing the patriarchy still a good thing. But what if yes. we smashed eyebrow raises the patriarchy, <laughs> like? You know how smashing being a euphemism for sex. I'm familiar. Yes, okay. yes, I am familiar. <laughs> Look, I'm working on it. This is a this is a joke in progress. <laughs> Draft right, carry a. on, carry on. Okay, great. Draft All a. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say if you can sex your way through people's uh, terrible beliefs about women and yeah. gender altogether, like mm-hmm. if you're gonna change minds by smashing. Uh, yeah. you do you boo be safe yeah also that feels like a superpower uh yes i believe there is a superhero out there i think there's a comic about people who have superpowers when they have sex it's is- yes it we were talking about this the other night it is sex criminals and they stop time when they have sex and they become bank robbers that's all i know yeah, i haven't uh- read it yet I I feel like I really need to read that, yeah. but I also feel like that might be the punchline to your joke right there. Someone, someone got there. Well, it reminds me of the character from American Gods, the goddess of sex. I can only remember the scene, the orgy scene from the show, but she gained uh, power well, from having sex with other people. She does. She's a succubus, and oh, in right. the book, she, there I don't think she in the book there is no orgy. She's just the very beginning. Mm. Uh, and like she eats a man with her (laughs) yeah and it's (laughs) it's fantastic he literally gets eaten by her vagina um for those of you who are now scared uh (laughs) american gods has a bunch in it and got a bunch uh, it's got a bunch and it starts with a bang and she's the bang it starts with (laughs) should we segue from american gods to um, how to fail at flirting, which I am waiting. One end of the spectrum to the other. To the other, yes, kind yeah. of, sort of. Okay, so this uh, I'm waving the actual physical book around. You uh, were so kind to actually give me this copy, physical copy yeah. to read through, and then I very rudely went through and pencil notated throughout the book. So. Uh, we can uh, have an entire discussion at a different time as to how we feel about writing <laughs> inside books. Yeah, I'll put it on the list. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then you, it's in pencil, so feel free to tell me to erase all my notes. Uh, I, I'll happily transfer I don't feel precious notes. about that. It's totally fine. It's all good. Great. So uh, let's talk about this book. So let's do. you can buy it everywhere where books are Mm -hmm. sold both physical copies and digital ones and i'm immediately gonna um sidetrack us into the fact that you should also follow denise williams on uh social media on her instagram account she had this adorable picture of herself wearing a custom-made face masks mask that says ask me about my debut novel and it had a picture of how to fail at flirting and apparently she went to her local target 
to try and find it on the shelf because she hasn't been able to go into an indie bookstore to see it physically on the shelf. And she really wanted mm. a picture of herself with her first novel. And But she couldn't find the book department at Target. So she had to ask a Target employee <laughs> wearing this mask where uh-huh. to find this book. And this person did not connect the dots. Sure. That this person with a mask that says, this is my debut novel, was in, was looking for this very... like. This, this, it would appear as though this target employee was really oblivious to what was happening, was just not paying sure. attention to what was on the mask. But she does have a picture of herself standing next to her actual book. And mm-hmm. the level of joy that that picture exuded Aww. was just, I was like, oh, this is an amazing story. Uh, so, I, so plug I for want- Denise Williams's spirit. <laughs> I it makes me wonder about authors when they find their books out in the wild if they just sign them like on the sly. Well, Neil, Neil Gaiman does it, running mm-hmm. us all the way back to American Gods. Uh, he, <laughs> Everything comes he back post- to Neil Gaiman. I mean, it kind of does. He he posts it on his social when, or he used to when he would be in an airport on a layover mm-hmm. and he would have time to kill. He would go into whatever bookstore, find his books, and sign them. So that's, some that's of them cool. do. Uh, I feel like maybe it's also not a thing you're supposed to be doing no. because I think it elevates the value of the book. So yes. I'm not sure you're supposed to be signing your books on the DL. But um, but yeah, she was. It, it was just like she just had such genuine joy mm-hmm. about this that it was just like ah yay yes. The I those I didn't have proper words for it because it made me a little teary eyed. Um, so the cute. book came out. On December 1st of mm-hmm. 2021, one of the last book birthdays 2020. last year. 2020. Oh, sorry. 2020. <laughs> we haven't gotten to December 1st yet. I know. I'm already there. I'm already like, let's do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. 2020. Yes, December 2020. <laughs> um, it is not a series. It's a standalone book, and it mm-hmm. is her debut, and it is a phenomenal debut i also Um, have to say about denise i get her newsletter and her newsletter coming right before this came out was adorable she had a puzzle made a virtual puzzle so i did the virtual puzzle of the book cover like she had cocktails she had book club questions we should have looked at those maybe (laughs) at any rate she has very cute content Sign up for her newsletter. All right. Do you want an elevator pitch? or So I wrote absolutely. this elevator pitch. And so I don't I know if you want to read it. So... Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Let's... <coughs> oh, that's terrible radio. All right. Naya's friends, with the best of intentions, want to push her out of a three-year dating rut by having her check experiences off a list. When in a twist of fate, she ends up alone in a bar without her friends, but with the list, a hot, nice, nerdy Jake beside her, she decides to give it her best. What starts as a challenge for personal growth turns into a multi-city forbidden romance that could jeopardize her career. Will Naya confront the demons of her past, past and trust Jake, or will she walk away to face herself face herself the heartache? What does that mean? <laughs> to save herself the heartache. Oh, I just noticed four typos in that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really uh performed over those typos i think you'll notice i really delivered (laughs) i appreciated that except for the very end where i simply switched towards yes to save herself the heartache is what it's supposed to say fantastic Um, what's your hot take on this book okay my hot take on this book is it is so much deeper than Mm -hmm. what the cover leads you to believe and it is Mm -hmm. so much more significant than a rom-com what yes. is your hot take? Can you pull up that cover? Do you have the, do uh, you have the powers? Yes, yes, yes. It helps when I'm over here for it. Here you go. Because Here's I, the cover. I, I have feelings about this cover, and I'm just going to I'm gonna segue us into this. Is, Please go ahead. She's a college professor. The, the female character in this book has a backpack, and that says college student. And that makes me very mad. I know, I know everyone can carry a backpack, but like the elbow patches on her sweater, which we were talking about earlier being collegiate costume, uh, the backpack makes me think this is a college student, not a college professor. Also, she doesn't wear glasses. Why is she holding glasses? Also, she was at the bar first and he came up to her. Why is she like, I, it's a great cute cover, but it is 
not the scene in the book. So my OCD brain is like, yeah. Yes, I yep. uh, wholeheartedly agree that this this cover is misleading to to the content of the book. Great. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. My hot take is yes, um, please. Hot take. Yes, this book gave me all the cute smiles. Like I was reading it, and I like stone cold face on the outside, like cute warm sunshine smiles on the inside, and then I very much liked how Naya dealt with her trauma. That felt very relatable to me. And um, I'm happy to get into that. But that is my hot take. Yeah. So before we get much further, I feel like we should do a content warning Yeah. for people that need this content warning. There is physical and sexual abuse in this book. And there is um, gaslighting and um, control issues. So those are the big mm -hmm. ones, I feel like, that, that really need yeah. to be content warned. To the point where I actually wondered if that she has an afterword in the book that gives you the contact information for um, mm -hmm. the um, domestic violence hotline. And I wonder if that shouldn't have been at the front instead. Uh, but so that's content warning. We're going to talk about people overcoming abusive relationships. So if that mm -hmm. triggers you, please know that. We don't mean to offend you or trigger you. No, we love you and please find support. Please talk to people and find support. Yes. Um, All right. So great. this is, so the genre for this is contemporary romance. Yes. Officially. Technically. Officially. Though I do feel like it's so, I mean, that's, that's where it's going to get shelved, but I feel like it's, it's so much more than that. This book is so much more than that. Our main characters are Jake and Naya. Naya is a professor in the education department who educates math teachers for middle school and high school. And yes, her, massive shout her... out for educators who educate <laughs> educators, because that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. She's studying how to teach math to stu middle school students whose Engl English is their second language as well. Using gamification... Yeah. which is uh, a very real subject mm -hmm. of study right now in the education. I mean, your children are being be more taught through oh, my, gamification. Yes. Oh, they, my children are reading so much faster than they should be considering their age group because of gamification. So I'm all for her research, even though the it's fictional research. You're I'm like, right. this research is amazing. I'm into it. I want to read this, the findings of this research. Jake is a consultant and a hot nerd mm -hmm. is what I wrote. He's a consultant <laughs> that helps universities. I think businesses become more financially viable uh, it seems like a very narrow field but uh, you know maybe it is and there are a lot of universities in this country um, yeah, other... i think his company does like helps with restructurings and efficiencies and efficiency audits and things like that that sounds accurate. Uh, the other characters that to bring up, Davis is the ex that yes. Naya is dealing with, and yeah. his name and and his actions come up a lot. Um, mm -hmm. My my tag for him was the ultimate bad guy because yeah. truly he he is the bad guy. And then the rest of the names matter, and I feel like we will bring him up, but all of the best friends and there yeah. are so many supporting characters in this and they are so lovely and so yes. solid and so great and so three-dimensional so we're going to talk about i'm going to talk well at least i intend to talk about best friends because i have a lot of feelings about how these people were written right. by comparison to other people but uh for now it's just bffs lots of bffs yeah just so you know i don't remember any of their names so that's all on you I remember um, a couple of their names because those great. are the people I want to talk about. And I, I took notes. I took oh. notes about their names. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So main, main story. We, t we talked about the blurb, how they meet based off of how Naya has a daring checklist and Jake helps her out with that. But then he, his consulting company is part, is the company that is reviewing the college. So he kind of has sway over whether or not she keeps her job. So she's trying to keep her distance from him 
uh, and keep it professional. But girl, she can't. <laughs> part well, and uh, part of the reason that she's so hesitant to have a workplace romance, even mm-hmm. though they're not necessarily frowned upon, and if if the two of them disclose their connection to each other, um, it might all be on the up and ups. But she's mm-hmm. so concerned about a workplace romance because her previous experience, her ex. Uh, was a workplace romance and when they broke up he ruined her reputation by telling everyone that she was promiscuous and in this university setting for reasons that really frustrate me being (laughs) promiscuous is something that a college professor cannot do they do go through like she does disclose this their relationship to her direct supervisor but doesn't get the chance to do it to the college president who is, you know, a part of the, the audit who is, who called for the audit. So it gets a little bit tangled web. Also Davis is around, even though he doesn't even work at that university, he's part of this audit too. I've got very confused about why he was around. And so he starts uh, manipulating her again. And so she's having to fight all those old feelings, all that old trauma and keep moving forward. But like it, he just keeps pulling her back into that trauma state. Yeah. So I I think he's there because he works for the state. And so if a university is being restructured, then um, the state education board is involved. See, that was not uh, clear because she like works for the state. Oh, see, it was... The, she looks up that he got passed over for a promotion at the state university. And so I was like, what's he doing now? Still at that state university. Why is he over here at this private university? Right. Or yeah, maybe he's just brought in as an outside consultant. Uh, I, despite going to and working for universities, I mm-hmm. am not aware how structuring a university works. Cause sure. that's not right, my right, job. Right. So there's, there's probably a reason, but sure. the point is, is that Davis has career power over her Mm-hmm. He also has incriminating photos of her that he threatens yeah. to expose. And he gaslit and emotionally abused her for three years. So he holds power over her, really significant and, power. So Yeah. Uh, and physically abused her. She talks about the bruises that he would leave on yeah. her arms. That part was done so well. So I have been through that. My high school relationship was abusive emotionally, psychologically, physically. And... That the way she describes the moments, like worrying if the text message that just dinged on her phone was him, that was so right. Uh, Because I have that same reaction anytime I see the car that that guy drove. I have like a, I just kind of go back to that for a flash. And she, I got to escape it. I'm states away. She's in the same conference rooms with this douchebag. That's a 100 for me. Uh, uh, Denise Williams knocked that out of the ballpark how that how to how those moments feel viscerally and how she fought him and how she moved past him i thought was really great i agree having not gone through uh an abusive relationship like that so uh we can get into it now uh or or after the break but one of the things that i was going to talk about is the beginning of this book was hard for me to get through because mm-hmm. Naya felt like a really weak character and I couldn't understand mm-hmm. why she couldn't move past this like stuck block that she was in and because yeah. this is not a personal experience to me it did not sorry before we get there <laughs> uh I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a personal question because I genuinely sure. don't know what they're like is it we have safe sorry? words <laughs> right that's true like but when you disclose something like that about what happened to you in the past sure do like i'm sorry i'm so glad you're here i'm so glad you're here like genuinely <laughs> i'm so glad Thank you're you. here but I like as well. what is what is the response that doesn't sound like i'm being a dick <laughs> I, I i'm sorry works i mean sympathy or empathy of any kind is is feels appropriate a human connection it feels appropriate i definitely talked to somebody about like i went through a lot of well, not a lot. I went through some counseling, like I got help and I worked to move past it. And I did like a 10 minute auto drama about it in college and everybody was in tears. And it was, you know, it was a lot. So like I've processed it, but it's something that's a part of you. 
Like you don't get to put that away. So I appreciate your sympathy and everyone's sympathy, but it's not something that hurts anymore. You know, it's like a broken bone, right? When it heals, it's harder there. That bone is stronger at the point of the break. So I'm stronger at the point of that break. And I wouldn't wish that on my younger self, but now I know how strong I can be. So I appreciate your I'm sorry. I, I don't have a better answer for you. It's fine for me because I also know you and I know that your I'm sorry means a thousand other things. I, just, I didn't <laughs> want to blow past that. And I was no, like, I, not, there's an emotional <laughs> moment that I'm participating in here uh, internally, but I, I should vocalize yeah. it as well for you. I, I appreciate you expanding that moment. I, I'm comfortable talking about it. I can talk about it for a very long time because I've processed for the most part, except for when I see those cars. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll be off the road really soon and like in, it, in their entirety and, and then it's you don't so have to worry about that It was at all. so long ago at this point. They better be. Ugh. Stop <laughs> making that color at any rate. <laughs> there you go. Stop making that color. <laughs> so going back to what I was saying about Naya in the beginning of the book, I had a really hard time <clears throat> connecting with her because she felt like a very weak character to me and it was hard for me to be like uh you're right you're a successful college pro like just mm -hmm. you're, she's clearly really intelligent she has a phd she literally shapes other people's minds so it was hard for me to believe in her inability to function but the more i read into the book and the more the book explored how abused she is how beat mm -hmm. down she is in this moment at the beginning of the book the more i began to appreciate the state of mind that was being portrayed for us and if you read my review of it on on goodreads and social i apologize to naya because <laughs> i discounted her as such a weak character in the beginning and then i i absolutely owe her an apology for not giving her the time and the space to tell me her story yeah uh, and i'm really glad that i kept reading mm -hmm. and got past that initial bit and mm -hmm. i think jake's arrival is in just the right part of the book because right. right as I was about to give up on it Jake becomes such an interesting part of it and then mm -hmm. her growth and her discovery is weaved in in such mm -hmm. a great way that by the time we got back to the gaslighting and the abusive relationship conversation I absolutely believed her so I yeah. like I suffer from bystander disbelief mm. sure and 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 I'm very glad to have pushed past it, but I absolutely had it. I absolutely did. I was like, no intelligent, strong, powerful <laughs> woman is like this. And I'm, mm. I'm wrong. I'm mm -hmm. just wrong. And so I, I'm so glad that it gets told. I very much like how Jake supported her, but didn't. He tried to t take things from her. He tried to fight for her. And she's like, no, I want to fight for myself. Just support me, be in my corner. And like, he took that note very well. I liked that sort of, I have to help you. I have to be this alpha male and blah, 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 jump in at fights or whatever. And she's like, nah, I got it. And he's like, okay, I trust you. It's cool. I just got to make an adjustment in my head. And, uh, and then you got this. I want to talk about Jake a lot. I want to get through the rest of our like hot take list, sure. um, and then we can we can dive into Jake uh, after the break. So okay. tropes in this book for me actually not that many tropes, which is another yeah. reason why I think this belongs in literary and not in romance. Mm. But um, yeah, I know I like I I think this this book got misrepresented, and I I want it to be elevated and mm. also taught to women everywhere, but. <laughs> so wow. workplace romance <laughs> come on this like it it is it tells you the story of how to leave an abusive mm. relationship from the inside yeah and it tells but you how to also form really healthy other relationships mm -hmm. and I, I was i like i was saving this for after the break but <laughs> one of the greatest parts of this book for me is that just because this one asshole exists it mm -hmm. doesn't mean that all men yeah. in this book in fact he is the only terrible man in this book all mm -hmm. the other men in this book maybe yeah. sometimes misguided but right. are good at their core and mm -hmm. one of the things that i find sometimes in books in fact in other books that we've read really recently is that 
if a woman has been gaslit or abused, the mental processes that are on the page are about how all men are the Mm -hmm. worst in the universe. And what this book does so well that I have not seen in other books is it points out that this one person is a terrible person. But then the world is full of not terrible people. And I absolutely love that about not judging all the books by this one cover. Right. What it also doesn't do is it doesn't set Jacob as the savior character. Like she, she came out of like, and now he's saving her, which is the other way that could go. Agreed. Yes. Uh, I just, yeah. The men in this book are written so well. Yeah. And they, they're, I mean, I have one, one note that I'm like, oh, okay, but, uh, we, again, I'm going to put a pin in it. We're going to finish this list. Mm-hmm. We're, okay. we're going to okay. get to okay. this break. I I'm, promise. I'm also writing, I'm writing down a note about the men. Okay. I, I will okay. we'll come back to it. So, okay. so it's a forbidden workplace romance mm-hmm. and the, and I have one note and that, uh, and this, I don't know if this is a trope or not, but it comes up a lot. Yeah. Um, that their sexual chemistry and their emotional connection mm-hmm. is the kind that, yeah. like, it has never been this good. Right. Uh, and that, that ha- I read that a lot in romance books, that yeah. I've never felt this way before feeling. And right. Jake says it to her, that, like, he doesn't think that he loved his ex-wife because it never felt this good. Uh, no. So to me, that's, a, that's kind of a trope because <laughs> sure. it happens so frequently in, in romance novels. And then the last thing, again, maybe not a trope, but happens frequently, uh, wise and kind best friends. Sure, sure. Um, I added to uh, hot nerd. Uh, I'm a sucker for a hot nerd. Yeah, I love a hot nerd. Just give me all the nerderies. I'm, I'm into it. And then also, he's a twin. He's a twin, yeah. He's Which has twin. been a thing a bunch recently. There's been right. a bunch of they're a twin I would like to see the scientific studies about how many characters in romance novels are twins versus actual real life data, because I feel like it's a lot. There are a lot of twins. At least it's not like a secret twin or something. But this, mm-hmm. yes, he is a twin, and that is lovely. Did we love or hate the the tropes? Did you love yes. or hate these tropes? I love a hot nerd. We've I've said it. Um, the rest yeah. are fine. Uh, like a forbidden workplace romance, I don't hate. I'm really tired of friends to enemies, or uh, sorry, enemies to lovers. I I I can't anymore with that. But yeah. <laughs> This yes, I like these tropes. I did not feel like they were extremely tropey, and mm-hmm. they felt really appropriate. And their workplace romance was dealt with like adults deal with it mm-hmm. by talking to their superiors and by being open about it. So it 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 did not feel like a trope a lot mm-hmm. of the time, and that yeah. was great. It yes. it wasn't very over the top. This was a book where I don't think people could say if they just had one good conversation, everything would be fixed. I think she did that. They had conversations ongoing. Yes, so. they did. It it was it was very communicative until the breakup moment. Right. And then their communication broke down. But even coming out of that, they yeah. still had conversation like mm-hmm. adults would have conversation. Right. They did not behave like immature children. Mm-hmm. Except for like one or two weak moments of right. hating his ex-wife on social media. Okay, miscellaneous thoughts. Grab bag. Oh, I thoughts think grab bag. That was my miscellaneous oh. thought. So my miscellaneous <laughs> thought was that I love that all the other men were mm-hmm. really quality people, mm-hmm. and that this book did not bash all male kind. It pointed out this one extremely flawed individual that needed to be dealt with, mm-hmm. but there mm-hmm. are so many other supporting supporting men and supporting women as well in her life, but uh, supporting women are a frequent occurrence, whereas supporting mm-hmm. men are not. I okay. loved Wes. I loved Wes. And the fact Wes is Which the one was personal Wes? trainer. 
Wes is the oh, personal yes. trainer. Yes, yes, And then yes. when she meets him and, and her best friend is like, he's super cute, but he's not single. And Wes gets really flustered because uh-huh. he's about to propose to his girlfriend and they immediately become friends with him and mm-hmm. support him. And it's not some weird, like, every hot guy is only either a partner or not a partner right like there's so there's so much room for men as friends Mm -hmm. and it's not a weirdness to be friends with everyone as opposed to just just women or just men or just people in your own corner so I love that I like the moment Wes blushes about his soon-to-be fiance (laughs) I was like yes please to this adorable character now she's also friends. So the personal trainer, it, Wes is the personal trainer of her other friend who is also married. And Naya used to date or briefly dated Aaron. that guy. Aaron, thank you, Aaron. And then Aaron was like, oops, whoops, I really want to date your friend. And they got married. Yes. And she is totally, she's, friend, she's friends with yeah. both the wife and both the husband. Yeah. And the other thing that I absolutely loved is that there are times when she tells things and hangs out with the wife and sometimes she hangs out with yeah. the husband. And there's no weirdness about that. And mm-hmm. it's absolutely real and absolutely the way I am with my friends. There are times mm-hmm. when I want to hang out with just one of them because of the energy yeah. in the room and the thing. And sometimes I want to <laughs> hang out with both of them. And, like, their past just makes them, their bond stronger. And, yeah, there's no, it was just, it was, it is great to see good relationships in books. And this book did it so very well. And then we haven't talked about Jake's best friend, Tyson, who is getting married to Eric. Not only does this white main character has a black best friend, and that's not, something that is made a huge deal out of yeah at all. not at all um except we I, do we do get into race relations at one point yeah. and he does but point I, out the fact that he does not he has not noticed people being disrespectful to his best friend for a while so he does acknowledge that that there is a race disparity between him and his mm-hmm. best friend and then is so and and his best friend is gay and right. his best friend is marrying uh, this man named eric and we get to meet Eric and love Eric for his yeah. own stuff. And he's also very protective of Jake. So there's these like mm-hmm. male best friends who yes, then who are loving, have ex- who, are, loving, who yeah. are affectionate, who hug each other. And it's mm-hmm. not a weird thing. Like yeah. emotionally available men in this book made me mm-hmm. so happy to have read this book. Right. Is where I'm I, at. I would say we did not put that on the tropes list. A gay, gay best friend is becoming gay, very gay best friend. <laughs> gay best friend. Yes. It's everywhere. The only miscellaneous thought that we haven't touched on of mine is that uh, Naya makes lists. I'm a list maker. I got a new journal this year. Look at all these lists. It's fantastic. So I love a lister. I relate to a lister. The trope of a, a competitive list, I feel like making a list is one of those. Um, I like that. I like that kind of person. That's how I was immediately hooked in. I was like, tell me about your lists. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Should we take a break here? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So we're going to take an intermission. Uh, when we come back, we're going to break down our favorite moment from the book, discuss the sexy parts, the sexy times of the book. Did it make us want to get naked? and our final ratings of hotness and overall star ratings. What is the RPG Concierge? It's an interview show that discusses tabletop role-playing games. This hobby has had a renaissance over the past several years, and odds are you've heard of Dungeons & Dragons, hands down the most iconic of RPGs. If you're curious about what D&D is or other RPGs you've heard of, then check out the RPG Concierge. Are you curious about dipping your toe into this mysterious hobby? Are your friends talking about it, but you feel nervous about joining? Are you afraid of ruining it for everyone else? Well, you're not alone, and as your RPG concierge, it's my duty to make sure that you feel comfortable. Check out our first season, which is entirely dedicated to getting started with role-playing games. Each episode will discuss a different topic with a new guest, be they brand new players discussing their experiences, or veterans doling out advice for all the rookies out there. We'll remove some of the mystery that surrounds this vast and exciting hobby and have fun doing it. So come check us out. 
Hey, this is TC. And this is Jim from the Studio Demands It podcast. Where every episode we take a demand from a hypothetical studio. Which could be you. And challenge ourselves to conceptualize, pitch, and craft a film based on the stipulations. Or the demands. We are given. We talk about movies all the time. Particularly, we complain about the choices made in the films we've seen. We're nerds like that. And, of course, like any good nerd does, we automatically assume could do better even with the demands and restrictions that clearly must have been put on by a production so head on over to studiodemandsit.com and listen to our previous library of episodes damn it our library of previous episodes our precious library jim <laughs> our library of precious episodes <laughs> you're a pirate smeagol <laughs> uh, okay so head on over to studiodemandsit.com to listen to our library of episodes and submit your demand for a future episode too so go do that okay bye okay end of ad and we're back all right we are talking about how to fail at flirting by denise williams i did forget i wanted to talk about flip who is the president of the school and that really like healthy conversation he has at the end of the book about Naya, like not disclosing her relationship to him. And like, I wish I knew, but I also wish I knew about shitty. What's his name? Uh, Davis. Davis and like that healthy relationship. And it was also, he's also black. And like, I it just like how great, or at least I pictured him black. I, Sorry, I was genuinely thinking to the fact that I don't know that I did not catch that description, but I mm. also love that that is part of it, and I simply missed it. I loved his story yeah. about how he became Flip, and I loved yeah. how supportive he was, and that he apologized for not hearing all of the times in meetings when her ideas were taken and presented as mm-hmm. men's idea, other men's ideas. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I very much appreciated that character. Uh, I thought, again, a great, right, a great pre- right. a representation of an emotionally available and smart man who hears yeah. when they listen. Right. So I was a big fan yeah. of Flip as well. But that, yeah, I didn't, in, I didn't make a connection there. In my head, he was an Ibram X Kendi, like. He had some dreads, some short dreads, and like very collegiate sort of vibe. That's my vibe. That's awesome. In my yeah. head, he was like a, a super elderly but spry gentleman mm. um, who like pours himself a coffee and then decides that he doesn't need the caffeine <laughs> and pours it out again. Sure. Uh, but how wasteful. But either way, <laughs> a little bit. But it was also break room coffee, so not not okay. right. Basically garbage. Uh, Exactly. So uh, he was lovely. I liked him very much. I absolutely agree. It was it was fantastic to have yet another uh, representation of uh, mm-hmm. a, a man who is able to self-correct, who is yeah. able to hear and to take a note and self-correct. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what was the most compelling moment of the book for you? I, it's hard for me to pick one like. Uh, again how she handled and wrote the trauma uh was the most uh relatable for me but i would have to say like the climax moment when davis attacks naya that fear and how she wrote the aftermath of that and how naya's naya's mental state in that aftermath and then how this other professor like comes up to her and says like Davis was uh, doing the same shit to me. Like it, it was all so healthy and so accurate. Like I, I can't pick just one moment, but like, I remember the, the attack very, very detailed. So that that's probably the, the most striking moment I should say. How about you? I have to agree in that I could not pick one moment that really stood out to me in the entire book. I also agree that the attack is really visceral and really well written and made me made me scare for her. So mm-hmm. the tension in that moment is written very well. And I absolutely 
wanted someone to hear her screaming and yeah and do but like yeah. that the tension is elevated really well right. in that moment on a lighter note i think one of my <laughs> uh favorite adorable moments sorry i'm just gonna swerve us out of the conversation Please. out Please. of that conversation into like the fun bits which we haven't yeah. really talked about the fun bits we and have there it. are so many fun bits in this book as well my favorite fun bit i think is them on the ferris wheel and him freaking mm-hmm. out because he hates heights and asking her to distract him and then he asked her how long it's been since she's had sex and mm-hmm. she says three years and he he forgets to be scared about heights because he's so confused how a person could go three years without <laughs> having sex and not just be exploding in fact i think mm-hmm. he even says that are you mm-hmm. ready to explode because it's been so long and i thought that moment was so spontaneously funny mm-hmm. that 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 stands out to me also i love that he does all of these things that he's uncomfortable with for the purposes yeah. of capturing her attention yeah, spending time with her. And like their spontaneous their spontaneous date where they end up like at the top of a a tower in, a in one t- of those in, yes, a tilt in a, in a tilt room. Yeah. Oh, that would freak I would do it, but it would freak me out. I'm I don't have a heights I- thing, but I have a falling to my death thing. <laughs> Self-preservation. um yes but they're they're a little bit drunk they're a little bit impaired in their decision making when they do that so that's very true to both of them for not hurling when they (laughs) are already spinning and then they get tipped forward yeah yeah but it did make me want to go to that place so uh, does this book make you want to get naked yes it that wasn't those aren't the scenes i remember from the book so I don't remember how hot and bothered they may or may not have made me. Jake is definitely um, spank bank fodder for me. I love a hot, muscly nerd, but I don't remember any of the sex scenes there. I think they, maybe there's one in her bedroom. I was like, Oh yeah, that's hot. But like, it's, it, it's not um, memorably. So I said, I do want to get naked, but to cuddle. Because I agree, <laughs> this did not, this didn't necessarily make me want to pause the TV show and mm-hmm. and like Hop find on. an excuse to make. Yeah, but yeah. it did make me want to snuggle up to my person and be like, yeah. and be very emotionally and physically connected to that person. Yeah. So it, it achieved yes. like cute goals rather than mm-hmm. hot and bothered goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did give it a four star flame rating because there are so many, well, not so many. That sounds weird. There are several, several sex scenes. They are not as explicit as others are. There is definitely some, some explicit things. There's definitely a conversation about the fact that he's the first man to make her orgasm. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that that's something that she's always done on her own. I yeah. feel like that's possibly a trope too. That happens a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Like this is the first person that takes the time to listen to her body. Yeah. And uh, I mean, overall, I give it four stars, but uh, the more I talk about it and the more I want everyone else to read it, it I might actually bump it up into my The Land mm. of Five Stars, where books live only when I can. Wow. And it's because I remember all of the character names and I remember that visceral reaction to this book that I mm-hmm. had when I read it, that that it feels like this should be in that in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, from a... Like, I wrote Vaseline on the lens, meaning that it's a little yeah. bit fuzzy on the sex details. But yeah. I do remember the sex scene in their bedroom does talk about, uh, at length, about her being on top. And the multiple orgasms that she experiences yeah. are written into the text and aren't mm-hmm. just like, and then we have three orgasms. Like, it, it, isn't, right. it isn't actually Vaseline on the lens. It just wasn't the most memorable part for me. But they are explicit sex scenes, yes. I too gave it four flames. I feel like there was, I think the multiple orgasms per session. I can't remember if there's like three sex episodes, moments or more like, but yes, it goes a little bit above and beyond. You're, you're very right at the Vaseline. You're not getting like where hands and mouths are blocking 
but you are getting you're getting the 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 gist, if you will. Um, and then I also gave it four stars overall. Yeah, I don't know if I'll kick it into five just because I read the book two weeks ago and I've I now only vaguely remember bits. So this is how I decide if I like things or not is how much I remember it. And if I like liked, if I remember liking it when I did the thing, so I like it, it's going to get four stars. Can I tell you every single person? No, but it, it did it for me. Four stars is above average on, on my scale. Yeah. I was, I've been trying to recall this, the sex episodes to Mm -hmm. figure out how many. And so there's the first one in the hotel room, which doesn't go as Mm -hmm. planned. Mm-hmm. There is the second one in the hotel room that does go as planned. Mm-hmm. There is the one in his lake house when he sets her on a dresser. Oh, yeah. And, and there's the one in her bedroom. So there's at least mm-hmm. three. Yeah. And then there's the hotel room where they, uh, where, where they don't end up doing anything other than uh, not watch Star Wars. Oh, right. Yes. Falling asleep. Yes. So yeah. Yes, falling asleep. So there's at least three solid multi-page sex scenes. Standard average, I think, for romance books. Uh, yeah, average romance, romance landy adventure. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was How to Fail at Flooring uh, by Denise Williams. Are you cool to wrap up? Guys? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, okay. I, yeah, I can talk about this book for a while longer. I feel like uh, it really resonated, but absolutely. Yeah. Other people should talk now. Yes. <laughs> Great. Oh. <laughs> so please talk. Please talk to us about if you liked it, if you did not like it, if you're going to go buy it. We want to know all the things. If you have a suggestion for a book to review, come over to our socials. We're going to put those at the end of the episode. Fantastic. All right. So what's on, what are you reading next? What's next up for you, Sky? I'm probably going to read Big Bad Wolf. I am partially through From Blood and Ash, which got a massive number of uh, very positive romance reviews last so, year. Uh, so I feel... Big- Big Bad Wolf is by Salika Snyder and uh, Blood and Ash is by Jennifer Armentrout. From- from Blood from and Ash. Blood and Ash. Got it. Is, is, from, Jim- is Jennifer Armentrout. And Great. there's a second that's out already. A third one is on the way. These are giant world-building 600-pagers. So I haven't really had time for it. And I'm making time for it right now. And I'm really hoping that it, that it's going to be worth the time to find. So find out what I talk about it at some <laughs> point. Because chances are I'm going to talk about it. I'm yeah. taking notes already. There's already right. notes. Yes. What are you reading? I know you just finished this, but I am this far through Shipped by Angie Hockman. This book comes out January 19th, 2021. So this is an enemies to lovers, workplace enemies to lovers, but set in the Galapagos Islands. So uh, it has a cute backdrop. There are turtles. I have to read Today, Tonight, Tomorrow by Rachel Lynn Solomon. I've been wanting to read this book for like six months. So... This is maybe my next book. Uh, I you also, have to read that book. I have to I read have this book. so much to say about that book to you, and I haven't been able to. <laughs> but what about Starless Sea? What about Big Bad Wolf? Uh, the issues. Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern is a book I've been trying to read slowly over the past year, and I had to put it down recently. Uh, it's just, there's so many things to read. The stack is as tall as I am. Has to be. Um, okay. Uh, also, I need to get back and read the second Talia Hibbert Brown sister book at some point in the next like month or two before the third book comes out. So this is the life first world problems. <laughs> All right. So if you liked this adventures in books, follow Booklandia on YouTube, Instagram and Twitter. If you like us, head over to our writer socials where we'll be doing some live episodes about current literary topics, uh, new book releases, book birthdays, things like that. We can be found at Instagram at l.skyford on Twitch at lskyford without a dot and Twitter at skyford l. You can also head over to our website, lskyford.com. I am Ford. And I'm Sky. And that was Booklandia. We hope to hear from you and see you next time. Please leave us a review if you liked this episode. And, you know, find something that makes you get naked. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.